You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 151. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by betabrand.com. Betabrand is like a Kickstarter for fashion. So if you have clothing ideas, you can submit them, get crowdfunding, get crowdfunding, and see your designs come to life, all without having to deal with the hassle of manufacturing, which is pretty awesome. So if you're interested in checking out more, at the end of the episode, we'll be speaking with Betabrand Think Tank Director Liz Rossoff about the company. Now let's move on to today's episode. Today's topic is about when the flowing gets tough. So I think I'm on about week seven or eight as you're listening to this episode right now. And this travel has been in the first five to six weeks, super, super flowy. I was so surprised at how relaxed and going with the flow and finding the flow and being in the flow that I was. It felt fantastic. I've shared many examples of how that happened, how the flow came into my life with the episode about adventure and flow the other week. And I am still working on that. However, this last week when I was in Barcelona, the flowing got tough. After all those amazing things happening, I had my ego starting to peek in and starting to try to predict the future and start to plan adventures and expecting flow to follow. It started to try to pick the adventure first instead of seeking flow and letting whatever opportunities were flowing my way become the adventures. My ego had the adventures it wanted, thank you very much, in mind and wanted to fill it all in and predict what was going to happen regardless of whether flow was there or not. It was thinking about things like, when am I going to know where I want to live for sure? When will I be in a new relationship? And all those sorts of things. And I just wanted to have some certainty amidst all of the uncertainty that I was flowing so well with before. I have sometimes, and I bet you guys too can relate to this, sometimes we can stay in flow and have little things pop up here and there and we're able to kind of tackle them through gratitude exercises, through listening to new thoughts and to doing things that lift us up like exercise or getting back to nature and that sort of thing. And then there are other times, like this week in Barcelona, where for me at least, I could not get out of it. It snowballed. I became super discontented. It was super frustrating to realize that here I am on this amazing adventure. I'm in this beautiful city. I have all of these amazing opportunities, and my stinking thinking is ruining my actual experience of it, which also just kind of reiterated to me how important thought and mindset is in our lives in general. We do not need to live on a yacht. We do not need to live in a mansion. We do not need to see different sites every week like I am right now in order to live a really beautifully contented, joyful, creative, grateful life. I did many, many weeks living in my little house in Ann Arbor that were so much happier than what I was experiencing with all of this amazing stuff around me and all of this new exploration here in Barcelona just because my thought process was so crappy. So when that happened, and I bet this might have happened for you guys too, like I said, those things that we typically try to do don't work. And it's tough when they don't work, right? Like, let's be real. I am someone that coaches people on this. I'm someone who was doing it so well for five or six weeks. I think my ego even started to get like 
a little bit, not prideful, but just kind of started to expect it. I think that's the right word for it. Started to expect that it would keep flowing and that I would keep feeling that way. And then when it inserted itself into trying to pick my adventures rather than letting my adventures flow to me, that's when things started to go upstream. That's when things started to feel unflowy. So what I want to say, most of all, if you're feeling this way, is not like here's 10 things are going to help you get out of it. Because that's sometimes not very useful. I was doing all those 10 things and it still wasn't helping me. I have a few things that did sort of help, but I think the most important thing I can give you in this episode with this week and what I experienced, and if I was thinking about speaking to myself from last week while I was in it, I would just say, sometimes we go against the flow. That's it. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes we just have a crappy week and that is okay. It's okay. Even in that crappy week, I still had moments where I was grateful. There were still moments where I did let go of it a little bit more than others. And I think that we're not alone either. I can say that because in doing some of the things, it did sort of help me in that week. One of the things was sharing on Instagram that I was going through it. And I saw through sharing it and saying that if anyone else out there is feeling this way too, just know you're not alone. And seeing the response to that and how many people are going through it on the very same day that I was going through it helped me feel less alone, helped me feel less ego shame, if you will, towards feeling that way. Just know it's okay. It happens to us all at different times. And It doesn't have to be this thing that we bounce back through, that we bounce back from as quickly as possible, even though we can try to do that and most of the time we'll get better and better as we go. Our lives are always changing. Our ego's shiny pennies are always moving. And what our situations present to us help to challenge us and ultimately provide opportunity for growth and letting go even more. So maybe we get good at letting go in some areas, but then there are other areas that we have more difficulty with. Well, when we have those moments where we get stuck in the contrast to flow, that's when we're growing. That's when we're learning to let that piece of our lives go as well, letting it go with the flow. Not saying we're not trying to move forward in a way that's aligned with our values, but also not trying to force things in our lives that right now our intuitions don't truly think will bring us peace in the present moment. So as I said, I'm not going to give you guys some list of 10 ways to get out of this. I think this week's episode is really just about that's where I was at. That's the truth. That's a part of this journey. I can have five or six weeks of flow and then one week of no flow. It's just like yoga class. When you're trying to do the headstand position, it's not like you're going to stay in it perfectly and then come down perfectly. The point of it is to practice it. The point of it is to fall out of the position and get back into it. It's not about beating yourself up because you didn't stay in it for all whatever number of weeks in my case that I've been traveling that or the rest of my life for that matter. It's just about recognizing sometimes we fall out of it and then we can get back in. Sometimes it's easier to get back in than others, and all of that is okay. So here are some things that did help, but I'm going to be real with you guys and say that they didn't magically solve this immediately, but I did have moments of peace and moments of solace during that thinking process that was not good. And of course, writing to my intuition was among the best things that I did. It helped me see part of the flawed thinking that I was having. It helped me to shift my perspective on certain situations. So the annoying thing about when you're in these negative places, though, when you're really in a negative thought spiral, 
is that your ego doesn't want you to write to your intuition. So you often will be less likely to want to do that, even though that is one of the things that does help. And I only did it, I think, two or maybe three times that week. But even those two or three moments did give me more clarity. And I did feel many more hours or even like a full day of peace. And gradually, one day at a time, I got out of it. Also, sharing with my friend Nate about what I was going through while we were traveling together in Barcelona was helpful. At first, I was trying not to you know, load it down on him. I didn't want to share it with him. I just wanted to pretend I was having this amazing time in Barcelona with him because that's what I thought I should be doing. But of course, shitting all over yourself doesn't help anyone. So actually, by sharing it with them, I was able to feel less alone. He was able to commiserate with me and make me feel just like on the Instagram thing, that I'm not the only one going through this. You are not the only one going through this if this is something you're going through right now. Please know, and if you just go to Instagram and check out all the messages that people left saying that they were feeling that same thing the same day I was. This isn't unusual. This isn't unique to just you or I. This is something we all face from time to time. And being okay with that is one of the ways that it is easier to get out of it in the long run. Also, ultimately, the thing that did really start to turn things around was letting go of the attachment I had to trying to figure that stuff out, letting go of trying to force the outcomes that I had wanted. So that's something to keep in mind. But when you're going through it in that week, if you're having one of those weeks, it's not always easy to let go of that thing because if it was, you wouldn't be fighting the flow. That was something that ultimately I had to get to this kind of uh, cold and broken alleluia moment of just saying, okay, maybe what I want to happen may not happen, and that's okay. So as I'm easing my way back into flow now, I keep trying to ask myself and remind myself of this simple question. What is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? Now, I was really good at that, like I said, in the beginning of the trip, but now this question is definitely something I continue to remind myself of. What is the universe flowing to me in the present moment right now? Not what my ego was doing, which was, what do I want the universe to be flowing to me in the present moment right now? That was where I got messed up. I said, what do I want the universe to flow to me versus what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? That decision of deciding what we want to happen versus seeking what is already coming up for us in our lives, I think is the huge shift that I am really dedicated to learning to make in this chapter of my life. And I hope this is helpful for you too as well. And just know, I feel for you so much if you're going through this right now, having just been in it and it's it sucks. Just know you're not alone. I just went through it too. I'll go through it again. So will you. So will everyone else that's listening to the show too. Also, you will get through this. All things change. This too will pass. And it's okay that right now it's not passing and it's not changing. Just even knowing that right now that is okay and that you are not alone is what ultimately I feel like is the most helpful thing I can share for sometimes when the flowing gets tough. Just know I'm here with you, I feel it too, and I have faith that things will work out for you in the best way possible, and time will tell how and why that's happening for you, even as you're suffering in this present moment. So that's my message for you guys this week. I hope you guys are enjoying these lively adventures and hearing about how this trip is unfolding for me. Before I share where I'm going next on my trip, 
Let's talk with Liz Rossoff about today's sponsor, betabrand.com. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Liz Rossoff. I am the director of the Think Tank at Beta Brand. I've been with the company for about four years. And before that, I was an exhibiting professional visual artist. That's fantastic. How did you get involved with Beta Brand? Well, I had known about the company for quite a while. Chris Lindlin, the founder and CEO, and I have mutual friends, and I'd been keeping an eye on what was going on. And I just finished a really big art project, and I was ready to do some work with a creative team. I really just wanted to dip my toes into what it would be like to work in an office. So I asked him if I could start showing up, and he said yes. And about four months later, I was really taking on enough responsibility for him to give me a job. (laughs) And how does Beta Brand work? Beta Brand is a crowdsourced clothing company, which means we're open to producing ideas from anyone with a great concept behind the clothing garment. So that can be anyone who wears clothes that has an idea about how they could function better, a situation where they would wear something that they can't find the just the perfect thing for, as well as designers who have a background and know how to get the product made, and also brands. We're also working with brands, helping them understand better what their customers want from them. So when it comes to backing a project, how can people that are listening support a project? And also how can those who are interested in saying, hey, I have an idea for a fashion item that I would like to have created. How can those people submit a project to get funded themselves? Well, so all of our new products start in the think tank. So they all start as ideas. And that's where you can go and look through the clothes that you could be wearing in a few months. And you vote on them, you comment on them, you let the designer know what you like and what you don't like about it, how you would want to change something. And they listen to the audience. We glean a lot of information. By voting for it, you also become the first alerted to when that product actually becomes purchasable, crowdfundable. So there's sort of two gates to filter the successful production of a new clothing product. The first is the think tank. People have got to be interested in the product. And then the second is the crowdfunding where people need to buy the product before we are able to make it. Okay. So for those that have an idea, where do they go to submit their idea first? They go to betabrand.com slash submissions, and they'll find the submission form, which is really self-explanatory. There's a lot of information there about what we need from you to get started. And then we work with you to craft the best presentation for the think tank. And then we let the world know what you're thinking about and offer them the opportunity to respond to it. Yes. And from what I've learned about Beta Brand so far myself from working with you guys is that this is kind of like a Kickstarter for those that are trying to learn and get their head around what this is for fashion. But the difference is, unlike in Kickstarter, you actually have to become the manufacturer of the product. You guys take that in stride in your in-house team, correct? That's absolutely correct. So if someone hasn't been, doesn't have a history in manufacturing clothing, they can end up really getting themselves into quite a pickle if their Kickstarter is successful. Uh, Only 9% of fashion products are successful on Kickstarter. Uh, We have a much higher rate through our think tank uh, to crowdfunding model. And also, as you said, we handle all of the sourcing, manufacturing, development, prototyping, grading, pattern making, as well as the production and fulfillment and customer service and marketing. So we take a lot off the shoulders of someone who's looking to get their idea into the world. 
Yeah. So this is a great thing for anyone that wants to be a little bit passive with their income, if you will, and just come up with ideas and pitch them out to you guys and help you guys get awareness over the crowdfunding threshold if it gets to there, which is pretty low, actually. I was pretty surprised. It's only 75 to 100 units that need to get that kind of vote in order to move to market. So it's not like these are, you know, you have to have billions of units sold or pre-sold in order to get going with this. Right. It's the entry is about 75 to 100 units sold during the crowdfunding month. So for anyone who wants to check this out or wants to become a supporter of some of the products that are already out there, go over to betabrand.com backslash lively and use the code lively at checkout to get 20% off of your purchase and free shipping. So like I said, go over to betabrand.com slash lively and enter the code lively at checkout to get 20% off of your order. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much, Jess. All right, guys. So Lisbon, Portugal, I am back here for 10 days, 10 glorious days. It's so nice to know that I get to have a little bit more routine. I'm working on a very special project that I am maybe hopeful, possibly, that I'll get done this week. If not, I hope to get it done at some other point in the upcoming weeks for you guys to unveil it. I cannot wait to share it with you. I think it's one of the most important things I will have ever done up until this point in my career. And it's, like I said, going to be fun to stay in Lisbon and get a little bit of routine with the co-working, getting this project done for you guys, and eating at home, in my Airbnb home, if you will, and exploring a city that I really, truly love. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today. 